everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Welcome back. Today we have an episode about Shintel's story about transforming her own trauma. So it's great for some inspiration and how it's led her to her life's purpose because that's a beautiful thing about your healing journey. You get to discover who you truly are and what you actually want to do with your life, which is what's happened with me, which is why I love stories like this. I'm excited for you to hear her story in just a moment. Um, I'm actually on my honeymoon in Italy at the moment, but I recorded this episode before I went. Um, just one announcement. Um, when I get back from honeymoon, I'll be running the next eight-week signature course, which is all about transforming your own trauma story. So the steps that you need to take over the eight weeks we go through all the bits that you need to do sort of to change your story to reclaim who you are to heal from the past and to learn how to love yourself so come and join me we start on tuesday the 26th of april and i will be working from like sunday the 25th of april so 2022 um sorry Sunday the 24th of April so if you fancy a quick chat about whether this course is for you I'm still going to keep the doors open um right up until we start actually so just give me a shout and I'm excited to see another group go through an amazing transformation this is like the eighth time I think I've done it so and there is such a special course because when you meet other people that just basically feel the same way as you you realize that you're not on your own and you get to start your own journey of healing and transforming your own story like our guest today so i am going to pass over to her and remember the link is in the episode notes if you need it hello chintal thank you so much for coming onto the podcast to come and share your own story of transforming your traumas um did you want to um say who you are and explain what it is that you do Thank you so much for having me on Mempri. I feel privileged. So yes, my name is Jintal Kakaya. I am a holistic and spiritual energy healer, coach and practitioner. And ultimately what I do is I help support women to heal on a multidimensional level so that they get freedom and success that they desire and seek in their life, like whether it's a business life or personal life. Now, when we talk about success and freedom, it can mean different things to so many people, but everybody, you know, wants that freedom of good health, they want freedom of well-being, they want freedom of, you know, detachment from old beliefs and the conditioning and everything that, you know, is holding them back. So for me, freedom and liberation is a massive thing. Um, And that's what I kind of really work with women um and i really kind of it, the bigger part of this is to kind of help them to shift 
negative energetic blocks that are kind of showing up in them on all different levels, which is why I say multidimensional healing. I don't just do your physical healing or surface level healing. We kind of go deep and we work on the root cause level and we start digging out and kind of working on energetics and also the subconscious and cellular level healing. And it's all about facilitating you or whoever I'm working with. It's, about, it's kind of helping them to connect with their inner power mm-hmm. because when we initiate that inner healer that's within us, that's when you start to see a lot of positive changes that come around. So yeah, my kind of main goal and ultimate goal and mission is to really empower women to experience that power of healing from within. And you are fabulous. Eh? I've only had one session with you, but it blew my mind. <laughs> Which is like, and it just turns out that we're having this conversation after that. But ex- that's exactly what I experienced the connecting with my inner strength like I hadn't had before it was such a I didn't really know what to expect I've had energy healing but it was definitely deeper and um yeah for me I think it went into my generational trauma stuff a bit more and um yeah it was just so powerful and I felt such a shift afterwards as well it's amazing yes that was there was a huge shift when we did the work with you and 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 this is like this is what I mean you know it's all about you've got to experience it, you've got to be open to it, because there is a lot that we carry, there's a lot that our bodies carry. Um, And when I say we carry, you know, a lot of the, ultimately, illness and disease happens because of all the stored emotions within our bodies, to the point they're at in your cells, you're living that, your vibrations, your energy, we are all energetic beings, we're vibrational beings, and when our energy and vibrations are at that lower level, because of whatever we may have experienced, today we're discussing that topic of, topic of trauma, trauma is a massive thing, and again, I suppose when people talk about trauma, you would think, oh, you know, something massive major has happened in your life and that's caused trauma. But trauma can be as small as, you know, going through um, a difficult illness or, you know, experiencing like a road traffic accident or whatever. You know, that is trauma because and no matter what you face, it's never it's not about or that person's had it worse than you or that person's had it less than you it's still trauma Mm. and with trauma also comes you know how your body again with all our dna and stuff we look at generational wise your genetic lineage as well you look at how they handle these kind of situations of trauma and then you start to see a pattern that starts evolving and that's when you realize that This is not just about us and who we are right now. There's a lot of this, exactly the kind of work you would do, Memory, is about the intergenerational trauma that is kind of, you know, linked with that individual as well. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's very much around how do we heal at that deeper level? Mm, I think that's so interesting as well, because I'm realizing that how much energetic intergenerational trauma I carry and um, just because it's it was their stuff that they didn't heal and it's almost like a little rucksack that's mine that I don't even know where it came from and that's why energy work can be so powerful because it can help you to release the, the rucksack that is not yours if you know what I mean because it's 100%. like a real heaviness 
So it's like I always speak, um, I always, um, and I, I think I kind of mentioned it to you as well, it's about you've got these layers and layers of different jackets on, and these jackets are heavy, and they're like weighted chains, for example. And if you were to carry on walking through life, you know, if I was to say, right, you've got to go to the battlefield with those seven, eight, nine, ten different layers of jackets on, you're going to struggle to navigate through that battlefield. But as, as soon as you remove it, you know you're going to be lighter and you get to that battlefield, you realise that wasn't even a battle there. Because mm, yeah, you can feel ease. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and we all, I mean, you know, every time on a, especially with the work that I do, it's difficult to kind of put it into this little box or into this little kind of term because the, the level of work that I do with individuals is very much around it is around, say, their physical health and wellness. It's about their mental, emotional, their spirituality. You know, so it's really covering a broad range because we are all interconnected, which is why the term holistic. 20 years plus of my experience working as an occupational therapist within the healthcare, I've seen this over and over again when it comes to recovery whatever trauma that individual has gone through, they're emotional, they're, they're kind of, you know, healing is a very, very spiritual process. So even when you're mm. healing from trauma, it's a very spiritual process. We need our mind, our physical body and our spiritual body to be in alignment in order for that recovery to take place, in order for that healing to take place. Now, when one of them or even two of those are out of balance, you know you're gonna be struggling with that recovery. Mm. And this is why it's so important. And, you know, going back to what, what I explained that even working with patients face to face, you know, I've seen the, the difference when somebody has that whole holistic kind of approach to, yes, I know I've got to be, you know, I have to have that positive mindset. And when I say about positive mindset, it's not about positive toxicity. I'm talking about, yes, awareness and acceptance of, okay, shit's happened. I've, I'm dealing with this, but this is temporary. I can change how I perceive. I can change how I want my recovery to look like, mm. you know? And this is where the whole healing process comes into play as well. Because when then your mind is there, when you start accepting what's going on, that's your first stage of healing started already. Mm. I, I was so, when I was, um, well, I've been healing for many years and just how unwell you can feel in your body, like, mm. because of, it's just your body and your cells are actually literally releasing it and it can just make you feel so drained, which is why I love energy work because it can help just clear it out of your system because mm. it is, it's, it's everywhere and you don't realize it's like some people, we just think it's in our mind or something, but it's like, especially fear and trauma, like we're talking about is so stuck in the body as well. And um, so how did you get into all of this? Um, yeah, no, so I've got, I've got quite a few stories to share, but today um, I'm actually going to share something that I've never shared before. And this is something specifically that I've been working on um, on myself for the past year or so. So initially what led me onto this journey um, was very much around when I went through that, personally went through that phase where I was leading a very, when I say a busy lifestyle, it was busy, it was hectic, literally like a hamster in a wheel lifestyle. Mm-hmm. To the point where I had myself, um, 
gone through a very, very challenging time with my mental health. Um, I had suffered from postnatal depression, anxiety, depression, not just twice, but three times, um, burnout, chronic illness, leaky gut syndrome, um, chronic anemia, lots of different things that I was struggling with to the point my whole body was even frozen. I could Mm. not move. It was like I was one half of my body was paralyzed. I could not move. That's how bad I was running a really successful baking business as well. And then I started to struggle because my right shoulder, it was turning into, I was literally on the verge of having a frozen shoulder. Mm. I've got lots of different stories to together with a situation that happened when I was on holiday and I kind of collapsed with, then my daughter being in front of me and she just screamed that my mum's dead. Mm. That was the biggest, biggest turning point, a wake up call that things have to change for me. Why do I need to make these changes? So it's about reflecting on what had happened with me, not just that point, but also the situations leading up to that point, Mm. my health towards that point. So that's when the biggest step of transformation had started that's when I stepped into the whole journey of who am I Mm. and inner you know focusing inwards to focus on my inner world so Mm. that's when that started around 20 late 2017 2018 um that's when all of that started so um it's really it's been a very very interesting journey and healing is not a destination Healing is a journey. Healing is a process. I'll continue healing throughout the rest of my life now. Mm. And the beauty of this process is, and what I love about it is when we step into this healing, we're not, like I said, we're not just healing who we are. We're actually healing 37 generation of women behind us and 37 Mm. generation of women in front of us. And I remember a spiritual mentor saying to me and an energy healer saying to me, they said, Jin, they said, you are in your mom's tummy when your mom was, when your mom was born via your grandmother. I was like, what? This is how, as you know, we evolve. We are this, uh, we've already been planted into our mother's womb before they're even born. Mm. So whatever we're healing, we're healing not just ourselves. We have we're healing the women that are behind us, the generation of women who have experienced that level of trauma, the generational trauma, the conditioning, the beliefs. We're healing them. We're healing ourselves, and we're healing the future generation. And mm. for me, that was the biggest, biggest why because I was like, I want to heal for myself so I can heal others. Because Mm. I want others to feel that freedom. I want them to feel that success. I want them to feel into the power that's within them, the light that's within them. Mm. Because what's going to happen is it's going to create that ripple effect on the people around you. I have seen this in my own personal life. It changed everything around me. You know, like they say, whatever change you want to see, you've got to step into that change before you see the change externally. Mm-hmm. So that's when my journey started. And one of the biggest things that I've been working on is 
a trauma that I experienced as a childhood. So I was born and raised in Mombasa, Kenya, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the outdoors. I loved, you know, the whole tropical vibes and the beaches and everything. Um, was in a really good, you know, school, good education, you know, really close-knit family, very close-knit community. I was born and raised with a very, very ethnic kind of minority mixed um, culture. And I loved it because we were learning so much from each other. It was, again, it was openness. You're growing up as a child. You've got this freedom of going to whosoever house you want to go to. You've got this openness around you as well. And it's when around 1992 um, is when the the riots started back in Kenya. And it was all political riots. We were at school and... um, the school, all I remember was the school saying, everybody has to go home, rights have broken out, lives are in danger, and that was it. So as we left school, so my sibling and myself, my older sister and myself, we were at the same school. We both got separated. Now, not knowing what's going on, not really understanding all these rights and the politics and all those things that are happening, because as a child, you're always told you don't need to know about these things you kind of like get to that, you know, that you always, and it's more of a societal thing that you're a child, just be a child. You don't need to learn and know about these things. Do they do it for protection? Maybe, but would I have probably learned a bit by understanding what's going on? Maybe, you know, there's loads of maybes, but that time when I got separated from my siblings, you know, the first thing as a child, you're like, oh, my God, what about my parents? What about my sisters? Am I going to see anybody again? What's going to happen to me? I'm with some random person. I don't know who they are. Am I safe? Mm. From then on, little had I realized the impact that it was going to have on me and my nervous system. Yeah. So body, you know, body's constantly in high alert mode, mm-hmm. you know the safety, the, you know, the kind of, am I safe? Um, Who's around me? So you're constantly, your body's then just producing these hormones, you know, where you're, you are just constantly high. And it makes sense when I look at how I was then living my life, you know, the constantly being doing something all the time, being busy all the time, feeling that stress and that anxiety. And, you know, you, you just constantly thinking, oh, am I safe? Am I this? Is everybody else? Okay. You're, you know, it's always that safety you know Mm. um and it created like I said it created this imprint in my nervous system that I'm not safe and I constantly have to be on high alert Mm. and it wasn't until I was I started to experience these dreams and in every of those dreams and this was you know a lot of people say I don't recall my dreams you don't recall your dreams because you're so tired Um, And it wasn't until it was kind of very, you know, gone gone a few years into this journey. So really it was last year when I was in my dreams, all I kept experiencing was me just being in places, but I'm actually fighting for my safety. So Mm. at nighttime I'd wake up in sweats and I'd be like panting and I'd be feeling like my heart's going to be jumping out on my, you know, my body kind of thing um and I wasn't able to sleep very well it's because my all I kept it was it that it was that deep embedded into my subconscious that it wasn't healed 
that mm. I was as a child exposed to, you know, these situations in, you know, in that riot. And even when I used to look out of my household, um, even looking at the windows, all you could see was guns and axes and knives. And so you, you know, you're cooped up in your home because you can't go outdoors. So for me, I, you know, I really didn't realize how much of an impact it had on me mm, until I'd gone funny. through the whole healing. How long did that um, go on for in your life? Like how many, was it years or months that the riots were going on for you when you were young? Um, so it happened, it was, it was starting to happen. Um, and to be honest, Africa, you know, it's known for thieves and you being looted and your fingers get chopped off if you, if they want a ring and that doesn't come off. So I had that fear from a very young age because okay. I remember I had like gold earrings with, do you remember you get those gold earrings with the wire backs rather than the butterflies? Mm. And um, I used to go to tuitions and stuff. And then I used to hear stories about a girl whose ear got slashed because they wanted those earrings. And, you know, the thieves have kind of gone into from the, um, the windows and stuff. So I had that from a very young age before I was even seven years old. And this is it. A lot of your life. Oh, wow. That's, your, that's when your nervous system's wired, isn't it? So that's when your nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from the moment you're in your mum's stomach until that point, and then that's it. The damage is done, basically. And then you're going through life with that nervous system. Yes. So for me, that it was started from a young age. And then obviously, I think the riots were just that, that big icing on the top kind of thing that this was it. So the body needed that, you know, yes, I constantly have to just be um, searching, seeking for safety for myself. So then I started to notice this trend in my dreams. And I started to then write down first thing in the morning what I saw, what I was experiencing, how I was feeling. And I did more work on it, which then led me to the whole fact that actually these are the situations that my body had stored. Mm, and that's cool. why my nervous system was completely dysregulated. Mm. And that anxiety and that stress and that fear and the fear of the unknown, because you're constantly on the lookout, you're on high alert all the time. Mm. So this this is what I mean by when we start looking at and when we start implementing energy healing at a deeper level, you get to that root cause because until you work on that root cause level, it's like weeds, right? You can mm. spray a weed killer and cut, get rid of the top, but the roots are still there. So that those weeds are going to keep growing. Yeah, no, you definitely so, need to shift it because otherwise it just keeps coming up anyway in different exactly. ways, doesn't it? hundred percent. So, you know, it kind of like all of these kind of experiences that I've experienced, and I'm sure that there's many kind of listeners out there who have experienced some trauma or the other that could probably be like, actually, yes, I can understand how my nervous system or why we feel this anxiety and this stress. And, you know, we feel all the, all the time that we've got to look out for ourselves kind of thing. Um, so, you know, that, that was the big trauma that you know once I kind of and then the last three to I'd say between the last three to six months I've just been on a complete next level of spiritual growth and that's where big transformations have happened because I accepted what had happened I acknowledged it but then I've healed 
to then release and transform. So I've created now that new space and I've rewired, worked on rewiring my brain, my nervous system. Mm. Now there are times that some, sometimes I will be like, oh, I'm having this dream, but subconsciously, automatically, without me even physically being consciously awake, I remember all I'm saying is I'm absolutely safe where I am. I'm in my bed, I'm protected and I'm safe. You just like validating yourself and getting yourself out of the, we're not in the riots anymore. It's like 2022, it's not happening, it's okay. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of like the whole, but it just goes to show that trauma where all, you know, you wouldn't even think of it as a trauma, really. You'd be like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, we were in a bit of this and we've now just carry on with our life. But how we all perceive it, how we all understand it, it's so different. It's not just about that trauma that I experienced. It's also then looking at what is it that my ancestors and generations behind me experienced in terms of their safety as well Mm. because a lot of the time things like the stress and the nervous system feeling off and dysregulated and stuff you know this is where you know you don't even know what your kind of ancestors and your past generation who were there before you have been through as well and that can also contribute to how you are feeling as well because and Mm. this is why healing is so it's so so important and and you know a lot of the times not everybody's ready to heal um but everybody has to heal in this lifetime so the way i say is when the time is right when you're ready your healing journey will begin Mm. because everybody's meant to go through it whether it's now whether it's in 10 years whether it's in 15 years everybody's meant to experience their healing journey Um, And a lot of the times what happens is there's this level of trauma that we may not even be aware of. Like I said to you, I wasn't aware that this had affected me so much. Mm. It's only when I commenced on this journey and I'm like, God, why do I constantly feel like heart palpitations or stressed or anxious about something when I actually don't? Some of it is also about the longer term thing that we've experienced, but it's just because we've shut it away it's like saying you lock it in your pandora's box and throw the key away right Mm, because we're so scared to look at it but when you actually look at it through your adult eyes you can see it so differently that's what i realized about my own um because i had recently as well i just discovered lots of stuff about my nervous system so that when my mum was pregnant with me she used to live at home with her father-in-law who was like a big alcoholic so she was terrified And that fear that she had when she was carrying me and then when I came into that house has just stayed with me my whole life. And I've only just realized that like last year, like literally that's just came. I never thought about it before. And I teach people about their nervous systems, how it's created. I know the biology, but I hadn't actually put together where mine was created and why I have struggled with my freeze response so much. And it was so much because when I was born, it was like I was holding my breath. Yeah. And that's just stayed with me for a long time. Yeah. And this is where, you know, when when we do that kind of deeper level of healing, that kind of energetic shifting and the healing, it's not just as, oh, yes, it's good to talk about things, but that energy is still sitting there. 
And this is where we've got to kind of get that momentum going, get that shifting happening. And then you're looking and then in conjunction with that, you're working on rewiring it as well. What would you say is your best tips for rewiring? Well, first of all, awareness is the biggest thing. You've got Mm -hmm. to be aware before you start even rewiring. Um, With rewiring, um, I always say things like, yes, affirmations and stuff. They work, but only if you really feel into them. Mm. So if you're saying to yourself, I am safe, yet you're feeling so much fear and you actually don't feel safe, those affirmations are not going to work. And this is what this this is where the healing kicks in, you know, like affirmations, great stuff to work with in terms of helping you to rewire the self-talk. But you've also got you've got to shift that energy because until you shift that energy, you're not going to feel in to the true essence of what you're saying. Because mm. remember, like I said, we're vibrational beings. Universe, the creator, is not going to be going by what you're saying, but they go by your vibrations. So if you're vibrating at a lower vibration because you're still stuck in that fear, but yet you're saying, yes, everything's fine, I'm safe. Actually, it's not matching. It's not aligning. Mm. And this is why when you want to rewire, you've got to be intentional about it. You've got to first have the awareness of it. You've got to then kind of have the acceptance of it. And then what are the actions that you're going to be taking? What's that one thing that you're going to be taking that's going to support you in your journey to kind of rewire whatever you require rewiring, whether it's your nervous system, whether it's your, you know, your brain. Um, And that's when you then start tapping into the different modalities that are out there to help support you in that journey, but also working at the deeper core root level. Mm. Because basically it's like not just healing the trauma from like your mind. So that's that rewiring part. It's taking it out of your body, which is the healing of the nervous system. And then it's your soul, which is like your energetic body. Right. So it's all of those things that you're clearing the trauma out of. And when you're still feeling this is, stuck. This is, this is a multidimensional, yeah, multidimensional yeah. healing. Where we're not just healing on that one layer. Mm. We're healing on all different layers, that levels that we're made of. No, for sure. And I know with my clients, when somebody is stuck in something, it's, um, it's because that energetic piece isn't, that's where the energy's got stuck in their bodies and that's where they haven't been able to like move forward. Is there anything that we can do for ourselves to help our energetic bodies to heal trauma? I know obviously working with somebody like you is amazing, but is there anything that we can Mm. do for ourselves to help release that trauma in ourselves? The first, I mean, a couple of tips that I can kind of share with you. The first thing, like I say, is write down what comes to you. Because you've got to understand the patterns. You've got to understand where everything's coming from, okay? So if you're experiencing specific um, trauma or you've experienced a specific trauma that you know is potentially still having an impact on you and affecting you, journal it. Spend that time to kind of write things down, what's coming up. There are, uh, you know, your breath is your life force. So powerful, isn't it? So many people forget that the biggest power you have is your breath and you can actually help shift some of this trauma using your breath obviously that's it's a starting point anyway as you know you definitely 
at some point got to work with somebody to support you and facilitate you and guide you. But using your breath, you can actually, the biggest thing here is step out of your mind and step Mm. into your body. Yeah, that's so powerful, isn't it? We are always so stuck in our mind. We forget that our body, our vehicle is still there. Yeah, so you've true. got to feel where where are you feeling that trauma? Where is it showing up for you? Mm. And if you're not, then that's how frozen that you might be, right? Because so yeah. I know that I spent most of my life thinking I was above my head somewhere because I was just not in my body. And 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 if you feel that you're not able to connect to whatever, honestly, go step outdoors in nature. Mm. Set your intention that you just want to connect with yourself. Go out, sit outdoors in nature. We all mm. evolve from mother nature. The biggest womb is mother nature. Mm. We're the child. We're the yeah. children. And that can help us heal, can't it? it? You know, take your shoes off ground. Ground yourself into, you know, on the grass or onto the sand, whatever it is. Just connect with that earth mm. because that will help you. It's, it's just that one small step that you're taking for yourself. Mm. Grounding, you know, has is, is backed up by scientific research as well on how powerful it is to help you with even healing any medical issues that you may have, physical issues. Mm. But it helps because it's an exchange of the energies mm. between the ground, the earth and your body as well. Like I said, we are all connected. We're connected with nature, plants, animals, trees you know we're all living mm. so I think what's amazing about nature is that when you do do when I go and like ground it just like brings a balance back into me just like you yeah. know like nature just well that's what nature does it's just constantly bringing you back into that flow and that's so powerful and um and, and again brings you back in the body because you start thinking about what your feet feel like on the grass or exactly hundred percent. And it's again, then just paying that attention, bringing that awareness to, okay. It's like, you know, when you feel it, when you close your eyes and set the intention of, I'm just going to feel into my body. What is it that my body's feeling? Oh, I feel a bit of a niggle. Where is that niggle? Oh, in my upper back. Okay. Use your breath, channel your breath to that area. Mm. Inhale, exhale, you know? Um, So your breath, definitely use your breath to really help you because that's powerful go out and ground and you know write down whatever comes up for you Mm. you may not feel the effects all of a sudden but trust me you'll feel even one percent of an effect and that's a positive step forward yeah it's progress isn't it it's progress exactly and when you um when you know when you got to that rock bottom when you collapsed in front of your daughter and then you started to take those little steps on your journey and how, what did that look like for you? How did you start to do it? Because there's some people that are listening that are still quite early on their journey. Um, yeah. So what, what, kind, what did you do? What helped you at the beginning? Um, so again, I, exactly what I've shared as my tips. The first thing I did was, um, aware, the biggest thing is self-reflection and awareness. Mm. You know, instead of questioning, why is this happening to me? Think about what is this teaching me? Mm. shift that perception what is this teaching me what has you know what have I been through to get to that point where I actually allowed myself to physically collapse Mm. what got me to that point what were the lessons that I've missed out on Mm. and this is where we you know the biggest key thing here is 
where we don't value ourselves to be important mm. because we don't give time to ourselves. Mm. So what look what it looked like for me was like I said, the reflection was the first thing. And then I started with um I started with just some self-help. Mm. So self-help um books um that I felt or even just looking online you know because when you're going through that stage you're like I don't know what I need but I know I need some support and I couldn't to be honest I couldn't find anybody that I could actually say you know what this is what I'm going through I I feel I need this support I couldn't find anybody it was either just business coaches or somebody to show you how these things nobody there to kind of guide you through Mm. let's look at you as a person yeah because the question that came to me was who am I Mm. I'm I'm done you know I'm doing all my mummy duties I'm going to work looking after patients doing my daughter duties I'm doing my wife duties so who the hell am I what am I doing for myself who who am I lots of women lots of women struggle with it as well it's just like uh, I don't know (laughs) because we've been told who to be forever that that's where I started and I'm like okay so if I drop my title as a therapist or as a mother or as a daughter and a daughter-in-law and a friend, if I drop my title, if I drop what I do and I drop my name, who am I? Mm. You ask anybody, introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Tindukakaya. This is what I do. But who am I truly? Mm. That's when my quest and my journey started. So then I started thinking, right, so for years, people would say, Chin, you need to go meditate. You need to go do yoga. You need to do this. I was like, I can't sit for five minutes. And you expect me to sit there for like 20 minutes, half an hour to meditate? I've got time. <laughs> you exa- exactly. That's what, but it's not that you don't have time. It's your priorities. It's what you're mm-hmm. prioritizing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that time, you know, I realized during that self-reflection moment that actually I was continuing being busy because I was too scared to look inwards Mm. to really find out who I am. So it wasn't that I didn't have the time. I was finding every reason to be busy so that I didn't have to like close my eyes and think, Oh, okay, what am I doing? Like, where am I going? Where is it leading to? Right. Again, Mm. going to that fear of the unknown. So your body's going to that fight, flight, freeze moment. Your nervous system kicking well, in. You kind of avoid it as well because you think you when you sit it. when you sit with yourself, the pain's gonna right what it does, rise up and you're like, Oh, I can't deal with that, so I must avoid it. I'll just keep me busy, I'll help yeah. everybody else, I'll do this and that, and then I want exactly. to deal with it. And then but you get to a point where you can't carry on helping people because you've burnt out. Yeah, exactly. You and you're to, sick. You're trying to help from a complete empty cup. I mean, I remember I got to a point where um because one of my chronic illnesses is um, iron deficiency anemia. So I, I've even gone beyond the stage where I have tablets. I have to go into hospital for transfusion. Wow. Um, and I was going on a yearly basis. Since I started this journey of mine, I haven't been for three years. That's amazing, isn't it? So it just goes to show the power of working on yourself. Mm. and how the imp- the impact it has on your own health and well-being as well mm. but you know I remember the doctor saying to me he goes I can't believe you're still standing he goes your levels are four he goes somebody would be literally on that trolley bed passed out he goes how are you still going 
Well, and you know, you do something in there a bit. <laughs> That's you know, so when you go through that, you start to realize how much you've pushed yourself. So when you start seeing things with that open mind of actually, okay, there must be some substance in what these people are telling me because, and sometimes you may not like it. You, sometimes you get people who tell you what it is in terms of reality of what it is, but you don't like it. You don't like it because that's your ego stepping in. Your ego is like, no, 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 I know better. It's mm. not. When somebody's telling you something is potentially because they've been through it or they have experience of it, they're aware of it. So when my journey started, my next steps were really, like I said, the self-reflection. And then I started searching because I couldn't find anybody. I started searching for self-help ideas. And I then remember as a child, um, one of the greatest things that privileges I had was growing up with my grandma. So, and who was very spiritual, had a lot, you know, very kind of faith orientated as well. And I grew up being a very, very spiritual, having a spiritual childhood because of her as well. And I'm super grateful, but during my kind of teen years and, you know, your twenties and stuff, you disconnect from all of that because life gets in the way, but you realize the true power of faith because mm -hmm. faith is what pulls you out of a lot of these things. It takes you out of fear, doesn't it? it? And I reconnected. I reconnected with my faith. With um, I remember attending the Brahma Kumaris when I was a child and also my, my kind of upbringing with the Hare Krishna and the faith that I had as a child. So I started to reconnect with all those things. And that's where I started to find a little bit of solitude and a bit of that kind of peace. Then I said, you know what? All I'm going to do is dedicate, I, I'm going to put value to myself where I'm going to dedicate even two minutes a day for myself. Mm. And in those two minutes, I did meditation and meditation literally was um, using my breath mm. or chanting. That's how I started. Then my journey started to kind of fold, unfold slowly, slowly, slowly. Um, and then I came across Reiki healing because as I was still on my quest of searching and, you know, things are not readily available then as they are now, mm. I started and, I, and then I was like, I remember going through Reiki healing when I was in my 20s, just after I graduated from uh, university, I was working, um, I remember my first job at Watford General Hospital and um, one of my work colleagues was like, oh, you know, she was all into this kind of holistic healing and I was like really getting interested. So we went, we went, I remember down, um, Somewhere near Brighton, somebody, some lady living in a beautiful, massive farmhouse and they were doing Sundance and Reiki healing. I loved it. Obviously, when I came back, it was a bit like, oh, that's a bit of pseudoscience. You're just a bit crazy. <laughs> so because I wasn't supported, that idea just kind of got killed off. But Reiki was meant to be for me because it found me again. And that oh. is what really healed or started my healing journey. So I started having... Reiki healing for myself. Mm -hmm. That's when I started more of the deeper journey of healing and stuff. And thereafter, 2020 um, lockdown happened. Just, just, just as lockdown happened, I contracted COVID from work really badly. So I was out mm. for eight weeks. Um, and, and then um, my, my hubby and the kids got it as well. So yes, I was out for eight weeks. And it was a most challenging time because eight days into having COVID, rather than my own looking after my own self, 
I had to look after my husband and both my children who had got COVID. Gosh. And my husband was literally hit and miss between going into hospital. Oh, wow. But I had this sudden urge. I just, I surrendered into my faith. Mm. And a massive awakening happened for me then as well. During the time I spent in the four walls of my room by myself, people were saying, watch Netflix, watch this. I said, I didn't want nothing. I didn't want to watch anything. All I remember doing, and this was, it was like somebody had put like um, on auto, you know, like a tape recorder or something. It was just playing. I was just chanting. There were three nights I did not sleep at all, but it did <laughs> not annoy me. It didn't upset me. I was chanting the whole night. And when I say chanting, it was literally, I was like, as if I was saying it, but I wasn't, it was just in my head. Mm. It was giving me the strength. It was giving me that hope. It was giving me that energy. And then I started to write things down. I started to, it was really, that's when I was like, this is my true purpose. My purpose is for me to heal in order for me to heal, help others heal. Mm. This is my mission in life. Being an OT for 20 years, occupational therapist for 20 years, it's a very holistic profession and we're healers. We mm. help enable patients to regain their independence to a level. We help their healing rehab journey, recovery journey. I just wasn't aware of it because I was so closed off to it all. Mm. It was these times which really were like crucial for me where I was like, wow, okay, I'm on this path. This is my mission. This is my purpose. This is my path. This is what I'm doing. So there's no doubt about that. So then thereafter, all of that continued. I then went into, so although I was um, guiding patients through meditation and mindfulness and stuff, even like when I was working in um, heart and lung transplant, you know, we were psyching patients up before they go for such a major life transforming surgery. You know, we were doing mindfulness, we were doing meditation, we were doing relaxation before they even head into surgery. I then decided to study and get a diploma and certified as a mindfulness meditation facilitator and teacher. When I did that, oh my God, <laughs> it was like another load of healing that was coming through. Like I didn't realize the power of it as well. Mm. So this is why, you know, there's so much integration within all the different modalities that you do. Um, and honestly, my journey has just unfolded from then on. I then certified, um, whilst I was recovering from COVID, um, this, pro you know, a program came up for, you know, to sign up to become a life coach. Some sudden urge from within was just do it. And I did it. And then six months and I trained and I became certified life coach as well. Mm. but all so, flowing you all to the same kind of thing but just different yeah. ways of doing it right exactly and then from then on really 2020 you know carried on and then 2021 January is um, when I was um, guided into setting it up as a business so that I could start working and helping other people so yeah over 2020 before 2021 I was you know help kind of helping um friends and family and stuff with healing here or there but I started to see those changes and the change that I saw within myself um especially in terms of the relationship that I had within with myself completely 
was mm. transformed. And this is what I now see with my clients as well. So although I'm working with them to help them with specific problems they come to me with, one of the biggest transformations that I have seen and they see is the relationship that they have with themselves. Mm. Because once that changes, everything changes. so many different things changes around mm. you. And I just, I've got such a similar journey to you, by the way. So like, um, well, maybe a bit earlier I started, but um, as in that same time that I started setting mm. this up as a business, whereas I used to just do it all the time, just that's who I was. But um, what I think is the most amazing thing from a healing journey is that you become so much more connected to yourself that that's when you start to discover what your purpose is. Because I have so many, so many of my clients saying, oh, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't. I know my job doesn't make me happy, but the more you heal and go within and strip off these layers, you it, yes. it kind of just presents itself to you like a present and then everything that you've done today kind of helps you do it it's really weird like I I I had a career in like change management process maps training and in a weird way that helps me with my work because I get to simplify steps um, and in a way to help people to learn how to do this and I wouldn't have done that like I just believe that this is the way it was always meant to be like you said and and I think that's what's so beautiful about healing, that this bad stuff can happen to us, but we can transform it. It doesn't have to define us. And we get to have a beautiful life that we get to create ourselves because we're fo- following our own inner guidance, right? Absolutely. And you are an exa- example of that. that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the biggest things I always say to people, like healing is not always um, rosy. No. <laughs> you've got to you know, imagine the years and years of those emotions that are sitting in your cells. Imagine, you know, all of that vibrating in your body. You've got to release it. So yes, you may get sick. Yes, you may have days that you're just having tears flowing out of you, but that's not a negative thing. That's a positive thing. So a lot of the times I, you know, it's very much around when you're healing, either you can embrace that whole journey because you know that that journey, that that period is temporary knowing that you're going to transform into a much into a second version of you you're going to be mm. transforming getting rid of all that negative stuff but there has to be some way that negative stuff comes out so that could be through you feeling really like crap a day here or so, or you, you know, just wanting to cry, or you're wanting, you're, you're feeling sick, or like you've come down with a cold or a headache or whatever it is, it's your body's way of purging. It's your body's way of kind of saying, you know what, yeah, this is all, all this crap is now coming out mm. now, or you've got the option of experiencing whatever you're experiencing right now and carry on just experiencing that. Mm. There's, a, there's those two options. You can mm-hmm. either stay where you are now and still be where you are in the next six months or say, okay, you know what? I'm open to going through this journey and I embrace whatever comes my way. And this is where working with um, working with those who are going to then guide you into this comes in very handy because, for example, um, and, you know, even with the work we've done together, for me, it's so important to, hold that safe space for every single person I work with Mm. which is why I I only take and only work with a small number of clients at a time Mm. because this level of work a lot of energy is invested in it 
and it's important for me to be present for for the client to feel for them to feel safe and supported Mm. you know there are times where you're like oh is this normal why am I feeling like this and for me to turn around and say actually yeah that's normal that's part of the journey makes you gives you that confidence that actually yeah I'm not losing (laughs) losing my marbles this is it and having had been through that whole journey myself it makes such a difference doesn't it it makes a huge difference because I can say you know what I can relate to that Mm. but you will come out of it I promise you it's just right now is that discomfort and that uncomfortable feeling I think definitely working with someone that's been through the process and is like a mentor that's got their own toolkit of what works for them, you know, that's like, oh, it's really normal that you're really tired and sleeping a lot or crying, you're just clearing. When other people that, you know, there's not a book that can tell you that when you've experienced it and embodied it, it's completely different. 100%, 100%. It's lovely. I do love the work that you do. Um, so how can people find you, work with you? Um, if, I know you've got small numbers. So how do they find you? Um, they can find me. I, I'm quite active on uh, Instagram. So mm-hmm. my Instagram handle is at chintal underscore kakaya. Um, my website is chintalkakaya.com. Um, everybody can get a free 15-minute um kind of free chat with me consultation call with me and there's a link in my instagram um that you can kind of um it's a calendly link so you can book your session in the way people work with me so i love connecting with people um and therefore I'll always invite people to have a chat with me first because i like to get to know them where they are right now and where they want to be therefore then i can offer you what would be the right solution for you there's three ways people can work with me. Um, one is my monthly membership. Uh, secondly is the one-to-one. And third is um, group programs. But I have a solution for everybody because mm-hmm. everybody's at a different stage. Some mm-hmm. people are at the right beginning stage of your healing, some kind of the middle, some kind of high rent. So the way I like to do it is, I like to connect. I like to have a chat with you. So then I understand you better. You get to know me, how I work. And then we can say, okay, this would be a better solution for you for now. So those are the ways at the moment that people can work with me. I'll make sure I put everything, uh, all your details in the episode notes. And like I said, I can really recommend you because I've I've worked with you and you're fabulous at what you do. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to share with anyone, everyone before we wrap up? Um, I think I've kind of probably said quite a bit, but look, if there are any questions that anybody has, please feel free to reach out to me um, via Instagram or via email. I'm always happy to answer questions and, you know, healing, just like with everything in life, you know, we all go through challenges. We all go through hardships. Remember, we are like the rhythm of our heart. In order to live our life, we have to go through ups. We have to go through downs. If it's a plateau, then there is no life. And that's exactly how we are. And that's if we start perceiving life in that way. And if we start looking, instead of questioning, why is this happening to me? Flip it and think, what is this teaching me? You will start to see things from a different perspective. That's so much more empowering, isn't it? Thinking about life like that, rather than I'm out of control to it. Exactly. Exactly. So... a a great thing to end on thank you so much for joining us oh you're welcome thank you so much for having me thank you and there we have it guys 
an episode completed. I hope you enjoyed it and it raised a load of awareness in your mind. There was alarm bells going. You were all like, ding, that's totally me. Cause that's what I was like when I started this journey. And that is the start of the process, finding out this information and realizing it has happened in your own life. So I really hope it was helpful. And before the next episode coming out next Wednesday, be sure to check us out on Instagram. So it's hearts underscore underscore happiness. Also, we have a YouTube channel where I share the videos I create for Instagram on. So you can check that out. They come on about once a week. And then we also have a Facebook group if you want to join to carry on the conversation. I want to create a community where we're all talking about our very real experiences and traumas. And then there is also my website called heartshappiness.co.uk, which you can check out to join our mailing list so that as I create new services and support tools for you all, you're the first to find out. And I have a freebie on there, so definitely check that out. It's five books that transformed my healing. So if you really want to kickstart and you know you're liking the content in here, these books are like the basis of so much of my knowledge. So definitely check that out. And I will speak to you next week. I'm so excited to continue this journey with you to help you to find your own heart's happiness. Take care.